I'm out of gray. Talking music is part of the things that I do on here. So, uh, one of my favorite albums as a youngin, The War Report by CNN, Capone Noriega. We're coming up on the 25th anniversary, that album right there. And I saw they did a Drink Champ show about it. They had a lot of people that was involved with the album on there. Um, it's Capone Noriega, but it's really Capone Noriega and Tragedy Katafi, the Foul Mati, you know what I'm saying? That was one of the most, like, impactful albums that I heard as a youngin. I'm not, I'm not, um, I think it came out in 97, 98. I mean, I'm sure I could do the math on it because it's 25 years, but I don't want to. I mean, they first came out and I, I first started listening to the music. I had never heard anything like it before. Like, I know in the beginning, a lot of people try to compare them to Mob Deep, but it sounded like nothing like Mob Deep to me. And the funny thing is when Nori was on there screaming left rack is Iraq and they was talking about Kuwait, the USA buildings, all that shit. I really thought them niggas was from Iraq. <laughs> like I really thought them niggas was Arabs just cause the shit they were saying, they slang was so different. And I used to hear Nori, he'll sprinkle a little Spanish in there, but they was doing a lot of five percenter God body, Islam, Muslim shit. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas was talking a, a lot of that La Ilaha Illallah Illallah. You fucking with the God, that's Gumar, that's Dubai. Like, they were saying shit like that. Then I hear a nigga say, Saddam Hussein, president of what I claim. And I was like, yo, the Arab niggas out here getting it, you know? You grow up in the hood, it's like, them niggas own the corner store, so it's not too far-fetched. And... I, that shit's hilarious to me thinking back on it now, but back then it really was something I, I thought. And I got to shout out my homeboy, DJ Flacco, man. Northeast Ohio, one of the best. Went to high school with Flacco, and he was always up on music quick. So I, I had hollered at him one day before school, like, yo, you heard you heard that that Capone Noriega shit? He like, yeah, yeah, I, I fuck with it. So I'm like, man, them I said, even the Arabs are doing it, man. He's like, man, they not Arabs. They from New York. They from Queens. I'm like, what are you talking about? He like, yeah, they left Rack City. That's Iraq. So he broke the whole shit down to me. Shout out to Flacco for that, man. But uh, once I started getting into the actual songs, what really made me like these niggas was just how awkward it was. Because I can remember it was a it was a verse on one song. I can't think of what the song was, but the niggas said. I lay, lay back, cognac, and I don't even drink like that. I sell crack. And I, in my mind, I was like, that don't go together. Like, drinking cognac and selling crack isn't too, it's not like the same thing. So why is he comparing them? But it was just like the unorthodox style that drew me to it. And then me being such a big Tupac fan at that age, you know, I really... I really damn near thought I was thug life. Like, I used to be like, fuck Biggie and all that. Like, I ain't mess with no one. Pac didn't mess with. I really took that shit to heart. And when I start seeing him dissing, you know, he's dissing all these dudes from New York and whatever, and no one was saying nothing back. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. These niggas weak. And then CNN put out LALA, which was on that album. 
and they wasn't really dissing, but they responded. And he actually, one of them said some, they actually said Tupac's name on that album. It was like something claimed Bishop and Juice, bloodied up your goose, now who screamed for truth? Like, he said that shit. And I was like, man, they going against the nigga I fuck with, but I respect it because other niggas was afraid to say something back to Pac. So I always liked them niggas for that. Then, you know, the older I got, the more I start hearing the names on that. You know, that they were shouting out and hearing people's stories. I'm realizing it was like, these were some real dudes. I'm hearing them shouting out E-Money Bags and Troy Outlaw, which I ain't even knowing who these guys are at the time. But turns out these are all Supreme Team niggas, like real street figures. And, you know, Nori and Capone and Trad was real dudes. And that was a big deal back then. Now it's like, you know, every rapper really is a killer and, Really, you know what I'm saying? But back then, it was like studio gangsters. So to know that these dudes was actually speaking some truths about their lives, plus the unorthodox style, I just was fucking with it, man. And although they wasn't like an extension of Mob Deep, they were still in that vein where, like, Queens, Queens rappers from Queens, New York, they always stood out to me. They always was like the most... Niggas that'll put you in the deepest thought, like from Nas to Coogee rap. You know, of course, Mob Deep Prodigy was one of my favorite rappers. Like the H and I C album, that that's one of the best rap albums to me at all times. And Prodigy thing was that he didn't always rhyme his words. He'll say shit that don't even rhyme, but it'd be hard. And I just was like, he different. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know who was who, and I I didn't know about their backgrounds and none of that. But to hear them Havoc beats on, uh, you know, a couple songs on the reunion. I'm, I'm not the reunion. I'm sorry. The, uh, War Report. I just was like, damn, man, this shit is, this shit is really different. The funnier thing, too, is they used to say uh, CNN Channel 10. And I used to think, like, well, that's got to be Channel 10 in New York. At the time, I had never been there. But I'm like, they talking about Saddam Hussein, Iraq, Kuwait. And this nigga talking about. CNN Channel 10. Mind you, this all before like 9-11 and shit happened. I'm really picturing these dudes as like like some jihadists, like some straight Muslim jihadists. Like, it was crazy to me. And then they used to be like religion banging on there. Like, niggas say, fuck you, plus your weak religion and all that. It just was different, man. So to see how far them dudes came... You know, from then till now, and how good that album still sounds if you listen to it, then, you know, you, you can't deny that that's classic New York. That's classic rap. That's classic album. And I just want to show some love, man. One of my favorite albums of all time to this day. There's a lot of shit I grew up on that I don't listen to, you know what I'm saying, regularly. If it crossed my mind, I might jam a couple songs, but like that album right there will forever be one of my favorites. So salute to Capone, Noriega, Tragedy, Gaddafi, all them other Queens dudes that was on that album just for changing the game, man. It's 25 years later, you know, they got Drink Champs out right now. And, man, just just, just what a good time in hip-hop it was. You know, since we was talking about Queens rap, and I had brought up Prodigy, man, who I said was one of my favorite rappers of all time. It's actually uh, 
I believe it's five years from the day he passed away. He died out here in uh, in Las Vegas. A lot of rappers died in Vegas, fucked up for real. Prodigy, Tupac, you know, some other guys. But um, but Prodigy, he was one of them dudes that his legacy got a little changed by that book he wrote. A lot of people from where he from wasn't feeling some of the shit he said. And they was defacing the mural. You know, they put a mural up for bro and they was defacing that shit. And I can't even be mad at them because they was talking about a lot of shit that ain't supposed to come to life. But as far as the rapping shit, like, Prodigy gonna be known for his one-liners. And he was, like, he was the best nigga ever to start a song off. Like, the first voice you hear, the first words out of his mouth type shit that he would say used to be crazy. But somebody that's an 80s baby that grew up in that era that's musically inclined, you feel me? We all remember Prodigy saying, wow, shit, like, rock you in your face, that be your brain with your nose bone. Like, that shit was wild. He used to, he used to say a lot of wild shit, but also he was, he was one of them guys that was so-called woke. I'll say that with you know, two fingers in the air on each side, like woke. I hate to, I don't even like what the word woke then came to mean, but as far as the shit he was talking, he was talking that Illuminati shit. He was talking that government takeover shit. Like, same time Pac was, it just was a little more, a little more uh, medicine in the candy with Prodigy. He wasn't so bold about how Tupac was. But his opening line shit, like, he got undeniable classics. Just if you just take some of his shit that he said to bring the song in, there's a war going on outside. No man is safe from you could run, but you can't hide. Fast. You know what I'm saying? Like he used to go crazy, man. And he passed away out here. Once he got, I remember Tupac brought it to light about him having sickle cell. And he never really spoke on it like that. But he had a song on H and I C album called You Can Never Feel My Pain. And that song was about sickle cell, and it was like some really, really dark, deep shit to listen to. And that's why that's forever going to be another one of my favorite albums. He just used to go different. Like, the way he started verses off, his punches, how unorthodox he was, his tone of voice. Like, the boy's voice was like hella monotone. Like, damn near almost like Shaq, except... You could hear what he was saying. And he would just come in and just say the wildest shit. Like, the Phantom of Crime rap, niggas are left stranded. He got so many quotables. You know what I'm saying? And he passed away out here because of the, the sickle cell competi- uh, complications. They actually said that homie like choked to death on an egg, which is super foul. And it's like, I don't know, man. That don't sit right with me. You know, he died in the same city as Tupac, but he also died in the same hospital, UMC. Uh, if you ain't familiar with Vegas, you know, we're a pretty big city out here. And uh, we only have one level one trauma unit out here in the entire city. So everyone has some serious life threatening or something like that going on with their health. They got to go to UMC if you might be in a different part of the uh, city. You have to really take your chances to get there just to you know, just to make it, but um, this guy, damn, man, I remember 
one of the moments of his career that stand out to me. And it's crazy. It, it don't stand out for good reasons either. It's just shocking all. But I feel like he felt like everything he said was his truth. So I never can knock it. But I remember he had a song with, with 50 when Mob Deep signed the G-Unit. The song was called Pearly Gates. And y'all know how big of a troll and how much shit 50 talk. This nigga said some shit on that song that 50 was like, nah, we can't do that. Like, this nigga really was on some other shit. Like, his 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 verse was like he wanted to fight God for giving him sickle cell. He's like calling God bitch ass niggas and all kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? But that that's his that's his struggle, that's his thing. And um, you know, I just man, I was a big fan. I still listen to his music regularly too. Prodigy was different, man. So rest in peace to Prodigy, Albert Johnson, Long Island born, Queensbridge. He he forever associated with Queensbridge, even if some of the Queensbridge dudes don't want his name around there. He's one of the best. One of the best, man. Tiny little small dude with a big voice. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, the music that he put out there and shit, man. So rest in peace to uh, Bandana P. You know what I'm saying? Prodigy. Mob Deep. Influence. Yeah, I want to wish everybody out there a happy Father's Day. Special Father's Day edition of the show. I tell you, I had once again a really good Father's Day. My kids, they... They be looking out for me, man. They took me, my daughter took me to get a pedicure, try to get my dogs together, you know what I'm saying? Then we went, had the little Korean barbecue, you know, where the, you cook it yourself in front of you, all this, all you can eat. Shit was super fire. So, you know, all the active fathers out there, man, I hope that y'all had a great Father's Day as well. Um, stepdaddies, father-in-laws, you know what I'm saying, uncles, they, you know what I'm saying? Played that part. No women, though, man. I'm not giving y'all Father's Day. I know y'all pull up every Father's Day and try to steal that shit for yourself like the Grinch who stole Christmas. But you ain't getting it from me. And I don't give a damn if your little son said some, Mommy, you happy Father's Day to you, too, because you play both roles. Man, nigga ain't say that shit on his own. He been hearing y'all say that. Like, just be super mom. That's cool. If you had to raise your kids on your own, I empathize with that. It's, you know, you shouldn't have had to do that. You ain't deserve it. But don't come try to rain on our motherfucking parade when already they don't give a damn about Father's Day. Like, they dumped this shit in June, so now it's Gay Pride Month. And today, Juneteenth, so Father's Day, like, the eighth thing down the list. And y'all still want to take it. You know, and that's not my personal situation. I, I get my Father's Day love, and, you know, I'm just speaking on, in general, what I see. You know, you, you don't see no Father's Day commercials. You don't be seeing no display at the grocery store or nothing. It's like, it's obsolete as fuck. Then the gifts that you typically get, which I've been lucky enough not to have to go through that, but motherfuckers will get you like a, a, a grill apron or they'll buy you some shit that, some drills, like some shit that you got to use to help somebody else. But that's cool. We appreciate all the love. That we get, man, it's just with me, like, save the hate for another day. If you mad at your baby daddy, then say that shit on the next day or something. And then if you want to be 100% real, don't try to take too much credit if you ain't really done this shit by yourself. Because a lot of y'all, yo, mamas might be your kid's daddy for real. They ones really take care of them while you out there kicking it. Or, you know, that might hurt some feelings. But 
And some of y'all might need to wish welfare a happy Father's Day or the system because that's who really be paying. Don't act like all all these women whose dad don't take care of their kids is out here working two, three jobs, which they shouldn't have to. But if you want to take the credit like that, don't be on the system getting free checks and you get more stamps for every kid. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's just keep that real, man. Positive vibes outside of that. I really enjoyed my day. I hope you did as well, man. I just, in general, hope everybody had a good, blessed day going on out there. So this episode been a lot shorter than some of the other ones, man. I've been trying to make sure, you know, to get y'all some quality content and have some decent conversation. Uh, but I'm about, to, I'm about to go on and turn it in. You know, it's Father's Day. I am a father, man. I'm an active father. I've been that way since, since I've been a, a daddy, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to enjoy myself the rest of the day. I did want to say, man, look, so I've been looking at Spotify and some of these streaming services, and I noticed I have a listener in Russia. And this whoever this is that listens to me in Russia, they listen to every episode. So whoever that is out there in Russia, you know, I, I'm... I'm assuming that they understand English and stuff. They may be in the military or something. I'm not sure, but shout out to you. I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, the love. I'm going to learn something to say in Russia to you, so I know I'm speaking to you next time directly, man. But, you know, everyone that listen to these episodes, I've been getting a lot of really good feedback. I've been getting some good support. I appreciate y'all, man. Look, it's going to turn up from here. I'm about to start doing some different things. We're going to start having some guests. I'm trying to work on some video to come out. And, um, yeah, everyone listening, man, thank you. You know, I appreciate you guys, man. Have a good one. We up out of here. That's that. <laughs>